Good morning, good morning. Today is Saturday, September 11th. And today we have uh, Mark 9 and 10 and Psalm 99, but we also have a video, the Gospel of Mark. And so let's take a deep breath. We'll ask the Lord's blessing on this time. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. And Father, we just ask that you be with us right now, that you fill us with your spirit, Lord. Give us wisdom and understanding uh, as we read your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, our gospel video series gives you an animated look at all the action. Here's a good recap of Mark. The Gospel of Mark is a book in the Bible about the life of Jesus. And the earliest reliable tradition tells us that it was written by a guy named John Mark. Now, Mark didn't just grab a bunch of random stories about Jesus and throw them together. He's designed this book to address some really specific questions about whether or not Jesus was the Jewish Messiah. So let's stop right there because that's a term a lot of people like me aren't very familiar with. Yeah, so the Messiah was a royal figure, sometimes called the Son of God, that Israel was expecting to come and set up a kingdom here on earth. And around the time of Jesus, Israel was occupied by Rome, and so many Jews were hoping that the Messiah would come and overthrow the Romans and rule as king. But Jesus didn't overthrow the Romans. In fact, he was killed by them. And that brings us to the very issues Mark is trying to get at in this book. So in the first half, he focuses on who Jesus is. Is he really the Messiah? And then in the second half, he's addressing how Jesus became the Messianic King. And then right here in the middle of the book is this pivotal story that brings the two halves together and Jesus answers both of these questions. Okay, so let's talk about the first half of the book, who Jesus is. So Mark makes his beliefs about Jesus very clear from the first line of the book. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. One of the next stories is Jesus getting baptized and God's voice announces from heaven, this is my son. So it couldn't be more clear, it's presenting Jesus as the Messiah. Yes, but as you're reading through this first half of Mark, you'll notice something really interesting start to happen. Jesus is going about healing all these different people, and he's constantly telling them to keep quiet about who he is. This happens so many times in Mark's account, it's very strange. Yeah, why keep it a secret? So remember, lots of Jews had lots of different expectations about what the Messiah would be and do. And so Jesus doesn't want people to misunderstand what it means for him to be Israel's Messiah. And so with all that in mind, we come now to the pivotal story at the center of the book where Jesus takes his disciples away and he asks them, who do you all say that I am? And Peter says what everyone's been saying, you're the Messiah, the Son of God. But then something new happens because Jesus starts explaining to them how he's going to become the Messianic King and it is not what they expected. He says he's going to suffer and die and rule by becoming a servant or in his words, the Son of Man did not come to be served but to become a servant and to give his life as a ransom for many. Peter is startled by this and he rebukes Jesus because there's no way he's going to let Jesus die. And Jesus responds, get behind me, Satan, which is really intense. It really is. But it highlights how important it is for Jesus that his disciples come to understand who he really is. And so here now in this pivotal section, Jesus tries three different times to have this conversation with them. And every time they respond in confusion and even fear. Okay, so this launches us into the second half of the book where Mark addresses the question of how Jesus becomes the Messianic King. It's the last week of Jesus' life 
He goes to Jerusalem, gets in conflict with the religious leaders, and gets arrested. And he's put on trial as someone who's claiming to be the king of the Jews. He's even given a crown and a purple robe like a king would get, but it is all a cruel joke. Then he's mocked and beaten and hung up on a cross where he dies. And it's here in this crucial scene that we meet a new character. A Roman soldier. Who suddenly gets everything that's going on. He says, surely this is the son of God. Which is crazy. It's an enemy who's first putting it all together that Israel's messianic king is the crucified Jesus. That's the structure of the book of Mark. But the book doesn't end with Jesus dead on the cross. No. So on the third day, some women go to visit Jesus' tomb, only to find that it's empty. And then there's this angel standing there, instructing them to go and tell this good news that Jesus is alive from the dead. But instead, they run away and they don't tell anyone because they're afraid. And that's how the book ends. Which is a really abrupt ending. Yeah, it's so abrupt that later scribes did add an ending that brings more closure to the story. And you'll find that story in your Bible with a little footnote that says it was added much later. But Mark's a brilliant storyteller, and he's intentionally ended this book abruptly. So all through the book, the disciples have been confused about Jesus' plan to give up his life, the story in the middle and now right here at the end. It's like Mark is acknowledging just how startling this claim really is. And he wants you, the reader, to wrestle with it for yourself. Is this crucified Jesus really the Messiah that they've been waiting for? Okay, let's get into Mark chapter 9. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there, and there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus, and Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And they were coming down from the mountain. He charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead might mean. And they asked him, Why do, you, why do scribes say that first Elijah must come? And he said to them, Elijah does come first to restore all things. And how is, his, how, and how is it written of the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they, did, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed, and ran up to him, and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. 
So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can't, all things, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the crowd come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered his house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out, but by anything out, by anything but prayer. They went on from there and passed through Galilee and did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able, will be able soon after to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to, with two hands go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than, without, than with two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter ki the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where, there, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. And he left there and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan, and the crowds gathered to him again. And again, he, it was as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up in order to test him. 
asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answered them, What did, command, what did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a, a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and, his, and the, the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, Teacher, all of these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who could be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but, with, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them and they were amazed and those who were following, those who followed were afraid taking the twelve and taking the twelve again, he began to tell them, what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be del delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want, to do, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. And Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, 
The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those whom has for those whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him, and he said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho, and he was, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting on the roads by the roadside. And when they, he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight. And he followed him on the way. All right, let's move into a time of prayer and meditate on Psalm 99. Titled, The Lord Our God is Holy. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. In the pillar of cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statutes that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were, for, you were a forgiving God to them but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Heavenly Father, you are holy. You are so set apart, so perfect, so righteous, so amazing, Father. We're just so thankful that you are who you are, Lord. Father, be with us. Lord, give us wisdom and understanding, Lord. We just see the, the disciples, uh, you speaking very plainly uh, to them and them not understanding, them not grasping it, Lord. And please don't let that be the case with us as you speak to us, Lord. Often I ask you to speak clearly uh, in your direction, Lord, and you probably always are, Lord. It's probably me, it's probably us that are not hearing, not understanding, Lord, as the disciples before us, Lord. So, Lord, give us ears to hear, 
you speaking. Lord, give us the mind that will understand the direction that you are taking us, the direction that you are leading us in, Lord, what you're asking us to do. Just open our eyes to that, Lord, that we would see, that we wouldn't be uh, just blinded by it, Lord. Lord, just as this blind man is asking to see, Lord, we are asking to that you would open our spiritual eyes, Lord, that we would see clearly, spiritually, the kingdom of God, your kingdom. We would have our minds set upon your kingdom, walking in your direction, Lord. Lord, open our eyes. Give us, uh, and as one we just read about and said, give us faith, Lord. Increase our faith in you. Give us understanding, Lord. It all comes from you, Lord. We can't generate anything. We can't create anything. It's all from you. It all comes from you. Lord, be with those that are suffering. Can we lift up Trish and Mart to you, Lord, and their situation, Lord? Pam, our upcoming surgery, Lord, we just ask that that would go through as you, with your accordance to your will, Lord, and that it would uh, just be perfect, that the result would be perfect, that her body would heal up perfectly, Lord, and that the pain would be relieved, Lord. And uh, Lord, be with Al and his pain, be with uh, Charlotte and Michael, uh, been exposed, they said again, to uh, COVID, Lord, we just ask that you protect them, that you watch over them, Lord. And Lord, that you would again just give us all um, wisdom and direction concerning this vaccine, the medication, Lord, that uh, it wouldn't be a political issue or a government issue or whatever, Lord, that it would just merely be a medical issue in our minds. Is this medication good for my body, Lord? Is it the best uh, result for my body, Lord? Is it the bit for each one of us, Lord? Just take all the other stuff out of it, Lord. All the conspiracies, all the... And just open our eyes to the truth. Uh, with any, but not just with this, with all medications, Lord. There's so many medications we, so many of us take as we get older, Lord. The blood pressure medication and all these different medications, chemicals that we're putting into our bodies, Lord. And, uh, Lord, if they're helpful, and Lord, uh, and you, they're made out of stuff from this world that you created, Lord. Direct us, Lord. If they're not, if they're harmful, if it's going to hurt our bodies, then direct us in that way, Lord. Just give us wisdom and understanding. and Just take the, the argument and the winners and losers and 
rebellion and all of that out of it, Lord. These things have getting so everything, Lord, just turns into this huge ordeal, Lord. Huge thing of division. It doesn't need to be. Lord, draw us together. Lord, keep us separate, the church, Lord. Watch over us, protect us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great day.